The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This morning, Psalm chapter 69. If you're following along with us in your Bible or in your tablet or phone, Psalm chapter 69, as we look at a few verses, and I'm going to be honest, a few verses that uh, as I read them this morning, as I was studying them, I think probably each and every one of us at some point in our life or some point in our Christian journey, maybe in our life, like Pastor Penichetti said yesterday, maybe it's something in our life that has driven us to the point that this is what we're going to talk about, drove us to the point of recognizing our need for salvation. Maybe since we've been saved, this has been a situation we've been in, and, we, and we're just like, Lord, it just seems overwhelming, and you wonder what's going on. And it's easy for Satan to get into your mind and to convince you of your fault, shall we say, in this. So let's go ahead and evaluate these passages, and I'm going to assume, like me, that you have probably found yourself thinking this, maybe not stating it, but thinking this. Psalm chapter 69, beginning in verse 1, David said, Save me. O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. So David, again, being very, very honest about his circumstances, very, very honest about the situation he finds himself in. And so he's just speaking honest truth. So again, remember, we see this from David's perspective. And so let's evaluate. We'll get to the rest of the verses in a second, but let's evaluate these verses so we get an understanding of what David's saying. And with that understanding of what David's saying, we can get an understanding of some truths in our lives. He says, save me, O God, for the waters are coming to my soul. He said, I feel like I'm drowning. I'm drowning, overwhelmed by all of the things going on right now. I am consumed. I am overwhelmed by everything going on. And it feels like I'm just drowning in the battles and the sorrows and the circumstances. He said, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. Simply the idea we talk about quicksand because I feel like I'm standing. I'm surrounded. I can't get firm foundation on my feet. That's how life feels right now. And I think probably all of us at some point could honestly say that this is a battle each and every one of us find ourselves in. We find ourselves in this similar battle where David is just saying, I am massively struggling. I am overwhelmed. I feel like I'm absolutely consumed with what's going on right now. It just seems like it's overwhelming. I can't do anything about it. it. It consumes my thoughts. It consumes my emotions. It consumes, frankly, my actions and how I how I look at everything. I watch a TV program. I see it in there. I hear the news. I see it in there. Uh, I, I you know just read something on Facebook. Oh, that's all there is to it. And we, I'm consumed with every part of it. I can't seem to ever feel free, not only from the battles going on, but how just the emotional realm. Now, let me encourage you. And I've said this many times, I believe this to be true. I think sometimes some people wrongfully, when the Christian realm will tell you that if you're right with God, if you know enough scripture, you'll never have these battles. You'll never feel emotionally overwhelmed. You'll never feel consumed with the battles. You'll never feel like failure. You'll never feel these things. And I'll be honest, I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe these feelings have to control us. And I believe they can. And if we're not careful, they will. And that's very dangerous. But generally speaking, It's not true that these things themselves are wrong for Christians to go through. To say that a Christian struggles with anxiety, depression, struggles. I don't believe that. I believe a Christian should be able to get victory, even as Pastor Penichetti talked about yesterday. But to say that we don't ever struggle with them, I don't believe is true. David continues. He says in verse 3, I am weary 
of my crying. My throat is dried. My eyes fail while I wait for God. You ever been to the point where you cried so much you just can't cry anymore? You're, you're you're, your eyes seem dry. Your throat's tired. You're just physically exhausted from the emotion that you're facing. And that's what he says here. I just, I don't even have the tears to cry. I am so overwhelmed, so physically exhausted from what I'm going through right now. That it's just, I'm weary. I'm just tired. And my eyes even feel like, well, I wait for my God. And I feel like I've been going through this. And at some point I'm expecting you to step up and say, okay, here's the answer. And I just feel like, Lord, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even have emotions anymore while I wait for you. And that can be a trying time as a Christian if we're not careful. Because Satan can get into our mind and Satan can convince us this is our fault. Satan can convince us that God doesn't love us. Satan can convince us that, you know, God really loved us. So we were right or whatever, then obviously things would be different. And we must remember the sovereignty of God. Now, please understand, I think to be absolutely true, we'll talk a little about this in a second. But you know, obviously we need to evaluate our life. We need to evaluate sin. You know, am I right with God? Am I doing the right thing? I think all of that's true. But generally, we can be right with God have been made things right and still feel like this because this is how it works. Um, Warren Weir's being a book entitled The Strategy of Satan talks about the idea that Satan's weapons is lies and his battlefield is, is your mind. And literally he talks about the idea that Satan can get into your mind. If he can get into your mind and get you to believe lies, it could be the lies of other people, lies are going in your mind, his lies, that all these things, they can consume you and they're very dangerous. And you'll make decisions based upon that. So we, you know, that's why Paul told the church of Corinth that I keep my, my, my mind, I keep my mind in subjection. I control what I'm thinking is and, and I don't allow my mind just to roam and all of the wrong thoughts. But I love, he continues, he talks about the extent of this. Verse 4, they that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. He goes, my enemies and those that hate me have more, you know, are, are worse than even how many hairs in the head. That's a pretty large amount, more than likely. It's, it's probably more how David feels than, than accurate. And, and what I've learned is we often think our circumstances to be greater, stronger, and worse than they really are. Uh, they that would destroy me being my enemies wrongfully are mighty. He said that the people who are against me are just so powerful. Then I restored that which I took not away. Verse 5, O God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from thee. He said, I'm not trying to claim that I'm perfect. I'm not trying to claim that I've never sinned. And I'm not even trying to claim that some of what's going on, I didn't have a part in. But you know, aren't you glad that even though we make mistakes and there's some battles in there, that God still loves us no matter what. God still loves us. God still wants to take care of us. God still wants to use us. And even if some of our circumstances we're in is due to our, our mistakes, doesn't mean we can't move forward. And just as Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth under those things that are behind. You know, I like in that verse, reaching forth under those things that are behind. That just tells us there is more. God's not done. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Where I'm at right now, I can't control it. I can't change it, good or bad. I can learn from it. I can grow from it, get right with God, and move forward. And that's what we need to hold on to. But he makes an interesting point in verse 6. Let not them that, hate, that wait on thee. That, that are waiting on God, that watch you wait on thee, O God, Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Then let those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. He says, don't let those, he's begging God this, those that watch. And as a king, he had a following, people that he knew he was the anointed, and they're watching him saying, wait a minute, I'm following this David, this, this new king, this anointed king, and if he's right, why is God allowing this to happen? Why is God allowing all these things to happen to him if he's right? He said, don't let them be ashamed. They've put their, given their life to follow you and to follow me. Don't let them be ashamed. You know, when you look at that, he just says, Lord, work. Let your name be honored and glorified through this. Don't let even my mistakes or whatever's going on be something that 
other people would struggle and say, can I really trust what's going on? Look how, look what God allowed David to go through. Now, as 21st century Christians, one of the great principles we can pull from this, when we say, look what God allowed David to go through, we know that God called David a man after God's own heart. We know that God allowed David to become king. And yeah, he still had battles and he still made mistakes, but he became probably to this day still known as one of the, great, the greatest king of Israel. David was in, in the lineage, uh, Jesus' lineage. He's one of the ancestors of Jesus, the baby Jesus. And you look at all of this, that you can look at all of his mistakes, and he made a bunch. And you can look at all his failures, and he made a bunch. But you can also look and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And that God still used him. Listen, if, you, if where you're at is not as a result of your decision, stay strong in God. If they are, get it right with God and move forward. Don't sit and let Satan think because you made one mistake. It's all over. The Bible tells us the just man falls seven times and rises back up. May we do that. May that be our desire. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday morning as we take time in God's word. Uh, we hope this inspires you as you strive to keep working and trusting in God and moving forward. Uh, we didn't miss being in church. I'm telling you, there's just we watched online. We tried to participate, but I'm telling you, it is different. And sitting in the pew, being surrounded with, uh, by the church and surrounded by the people, obviously I miss a chance to preach. And I appreciate Pastor Penichetti filling in last minute forming and uh we trust god you know we'll just do our best to follow what we're supposed to and be wise in our decisions and we trust god will honor that thanks for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you next